I left off, I think it was in December, and the Lord just put it on my heart to continue. Um, I ministered on praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, and how when we pray in tongues, it makes us more um, aware of the presence of God. And remember, I told the story, I don't know if you were here, some of you might have been out, I've had some people in and out, but I told the story about a, a little, I think she was 12 years old, and Back in the day when a minister would come, they would stay in the house of a congregational member. So Pastor Ike's coming, I'm going to put him in one of your houses. No, I'm just kidding. But that's what they used to do. And can you imagine? You'd be like, oh my gosh, we're having a minister stay in our house, right? So the, the parishioners, the congregation members, would um, they would host the guest minister, right? So this 12, 13-year-old, you know, this guest minister was saying, and back then they used to have two week long meetings. Right. Two week long. So you have a minister, Pastor Ike staying at your house, Deanna and Gonzalo, for two weeks. You'll be like, praise the Lord. Okay, don't wash his sheets when he leaves. Go lay in them. You know, you're rolling. Get that anointing on me, Lord, right? But you got to be careful what you're saying. Your attitude, obviously, you're a little bit more aware. You know, maybe not as comfortable because you have a guest in your house. And so, this man was staying at um, this house, and every day this minister would go take a morning walk. Well, one day he did not take his morning walk, and I think she was 12 or 13. She got real sassy. You know how those 12 and 13-year-olds are. They get real sassy. And so she got real sassy with her mom, and the guest minister, he came up behind her in the kitchen, and she said, Oh, I didn't know you were here. I thought you were taking your walk. I didn't know you were here. And she just started bawling. And, and um, anyway, it came down to she repented. And he's like, and then she started, when she repented, she lifted her hands. I think she lifted her hands, but she started worshiping the Lord. Imagine a 12 or 13-year-old. And she started worshiping the Lord and just started praying in tongues. And the minister said, do you pray in tongues often? And she said, no, not very often. He said, I want to encourage you to pray in tongues about 30 minutes a day, every day. And he said, that will make you more aware of the presence of God in your life. And so this little 13-year-old, she did it. He came back a few years later, and she was older. She said, do you remember me? He said, I think I do remember you. And so she said, you know, I have not said one crossword, listen to this, to my mother, because she was 12 or 13, so that means she went three years as a teenager. Okay, you I'm just going to say. One crossword to my mother since you told me to pray in tongues every day and not to anyone else either. And so what happened is praying in tongues some, you know, magical force well it's a supernatural force and when we pray in the Holy Ghost it makes us aware of the presence of God but it also uh, it keeps our flesh in control you know the Bible says uh, who can tame the tongue no one can tame the tongue and so people say say people say see God says no one can tame the tongue the Holy Spirit can tame your tongue but we need the help of the Holy Spirit so tonight we're going to continue to talk about praying in tongues. And I'm going to talk about some of the benefits of praying in the Holy Ghost. Because um, this year, uh, you know, you all know I decided I'm pressing in to what God has for me. I'm not leaving anything on the table for my own life, for my family, for my finances, for the plan of God. Whatever he wants me to do this year, I'm going to do it. 
You know, you can leave the end of a year and, you know, go into the next year and do the exact same thing. Someone give Tom a piece of paper. Tom, you need a piece of paper? He just loves to write on his hand. I'm sorry. I'm like, Tom, you remind me of my dad. My dad used to do that. Okay, back, back on track here. <laughs> give that man a piece of paper. <laughs> Anybody has one? All right. Okay, so where was I? <laughs> Talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. And uh, praying in tongues is a devotional gift. And it's something we ought to do every day. And so this year, I've really purposed in my heart to pray in the Spirit every day, but to take my time to wait before the Lord. Did you hear me? To make it a part of my devotional time. Not just reading my Bible. Not just praying in tongues when I'm at church or in pre-service prayer. Okay. But praying in tongues is just as important. It's equal, you know, the Bible, you know, word and spirit. Now, you've got to read your Bible every day or you'll get flaky. But praying in tongues is important to your spiritual development, right? But it's part of your devotional life. And it will make you hungrier for God. I want to be hungrier for God. I want to be on fire for God. You'd be like, you know, the people up at Pentecost. They're like, well, there's a flame above their head. That's the Holy Ghost and fire. You know, it would be like the church. Was it the Burley's church where the fire, the fire engines came and they said, we see a fire on top of the building. And they were having a, a I don't know, for a revival or someone was ministering there and they came and they said, there's no, there's no fire. But it was the glory of God on top of their building and the fire trucks came. See, that's how real the spirit realm is. That's how supernatural the Holy Ghost is. And he wants to move on our lives. He wants to get us further into things. He wants to get us, he wants to get us out of some things. He wants to straighten some things out in my life. I know he wants to straighten some things out in your life this year. He wants to get us on track. Make sure we're not doing our own thing. So it'll make you hungrier for God. And now listen to this. Less drawn to the, the, the natural things. You know, the more time we spend in the natural things, the more we want them. Right? Have you ever been? You don't have to raise your hand, but I've been there. Netflix binge. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch the next one. I'm watch the next one. And the next thing you know, you're like, man, I really want to watch every one. But I'm here to tell you this. The more time you spend in the Holy Ghost praying in tongues, the less you want that. I'm like, give me my Bible. I'm going to sit in front of my fireplace. I don't care. It was like 70 degrees. I'm like, I have this thing. Turn on my fireplace. It was cool in my house, so I could do it. I just click, turn on the fireplace. I have a little switch. Turn on the fireplace. Give me my Bible. Turn on my dappy keys with my instrumental in the back. I got to get it all, you know. And I start praying in the Holy Ghost. The more you do that, the more you want it. Amen. And so you become more aware of God's presence in your life and you want because he desires fellowship with us. And it's not just, oh, I'm reading my Bible. It's important to read your Bible. I have my Bible right here. It's also important to pray in the Holy Ghost, right? Tongues is primarily for the believer's own personal edification. It's for your edification. What does that edification mean? It means to build you up. Amen. It's your own. God, you know, God is so great. He gave you a personal way to communicate with him. It's you and him praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, right? So it's a gift for us to use in our devotional time. And I could name so many benefits, but tonight I'm going to talk about 
how important it is and what happens to us when we pray in tongues in our devotional life. We ought to have a devotional life. You know what that means? We should be reading our Bible every day. That's my quiet, I call it my quiet time with the Lord. Just me and God with my Bible. Okay, I do read it on right now. I'm reading through the U version on my iPad, but I have also keep my Bible right there with me. And sometimes I'll open my Bible to a certain scripture. But it's me and my, it's my time with the Lord. And sometimes I'll pray in tongues before. Sometimes I'll pray in tongues after. But you ha- we have to add that to our devotional time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just reading our Bible and writing in our journal. Those things are important. But if you want to hear from God, you want to hear things from heaven to write in the journal. Yeah. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Amen. Now, so we're going to look at some scriptures on praying in tongues. So if you have your Bible or device, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Amen. So it praying and worshiping God in tongues is a devotional gift that God gives us, listen, to help us. To help us pray to, and worship and praise God. To help us. It's an assistance to us. You know, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit our helper. Are we using the help he gives us? If we're not praying in tongues, we're not. If we're not praying in tongues, we're not. So 1 Corinthians 14. I mean, you can access some of what God has for you without uh, praying in the Holy Spirit. But you're going to miss out on a lot of things. You're not going to access the full plan of God without speaking in tongues. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. And 15 says this, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Okay, so here it's saying when you pray in tongues, what is praying? Your spirit, your spirit, man, the real you. You are a spirit. The real you is a spirit. You live in a body and you have a soul, your mind, will, and emotions. The real you, the real you will live forever. When your body, your, your body dies, the real you will either go to heaven or to hell. So the real you is your spirit. That's the real you. So when you're praying in tongues, your spirit man is praying, but your understanding, your mind is unfruitful. In other words, your mind doesn't know what it's saying. It's not supposed to. I love what Brother Hagin said. Sometimes it's good not to know. Sometimes it's good to pray in tongues and not know what's going on. Not taking on the cares and worries. Amen? Now, we already talked about quieting the mind. Remember, we talked about quieting the mind when you're praying in tongues, right? So, your understanding is unfruitful. Your mind doesn't know. Now, listen to what Paul said. What is the conclusion then? Should I still pray in the, in the Spirit if my mind doesn't know yes. what I'm saying? He says, I will pray with the Spirit. And I will pray with the understanding. In other words, I'm going to pray in tongues, and I'm going to pray in my my language, English, Spanish, whatever language, with my understanding. Then he goes on to say, I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding, right? So sometimes we're singing a song, we're singing with our understanding. We know the words we're saying. But we can also sing in the Spirit. We can sing in tongues. What is this? This is part of our devotional life. Oftentimes I'll be walking around the house, or even when I'm done reading my Bible, or or I'm praying in tongues, I'll just start singing in the Spirit. Why am I doing that? It's part of my devotional life. It's I'm, I'm edifying myself. I'm, I'm fellowshipping with God in tongues. Amen. So Paul said, I will do both. But notice this, it's an act of your will. You have to choose to do it. 
I don't have to wait for the Holy Ghost to come upon me. I don't have to wait to feel his presence. First of all, the Holy Spirit's in you, so I'm not waiting for him to come upon me. He's in you all the time. I don't have to be in a church service. I don't have to feel the presence of God. I don't have to feel the anointing because we're not moved by feelings, you know, or see anything in the spirit or, you know, God doesn't have to talk to me to pray in the spirit, just like he doesn't have to talk to me to pray in English. I can go talk to the Lord whenever I want. I can start and stop whenever I want. I talk to the Lord just like I talk to you. Dear Heavenly Father, I love you. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for me. I'm so grateful, you know. And when I pray in tongues, I can start and stop too. Now, Bible talks about you can even ask the Lord for, for the uh, understanding of praying in tongues. That's a whole other thing. We won't talk about that tonight. Now, Howard Carter, was he was a member of the Pentecostal movement. And, or pioneer, and you know, he, we hear about him with Lester Summerall, Dr. Summerall, amazing uh, how he was led by the Spirit. He said this statement, we must not forget that speaking with other tongues is not only the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit's infilling. So what he's saying is, when we say, anybody want to get filled with the Holy Ghost? You want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? In other words, you want to pray in tongues? Yeah. That's the evidence that you're, you are you have uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're going to speak out something. It's going to be tongues. That was the evidence on the day of Pentecost that they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They opened their mouth and words came out. What came out? Tongues. Tongues, tongues came out. So that's the evidence that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues. He said this. It's not just that initial evidence. Like, okay, I remember the day I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I was five years old. You can be five, you can be 10, you can be 90. I would encourage you to get it as young as possible. Yeah. I, I got all my kids. Come on, let's do it. Let's, you guys want to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Got to be saved first. Mm -hmm. Praying in tongues is easy for a child. Mm -hmm. Easy because they're not mental about it. Yeah. And they pick it up real fast, right? So it's not just that first time, but it's a continual experience for the rest of one's life to assist us, listen, in the worship of God. It's a continual experience to assist us in the worship of God. Then he went on to say, speaking in tongues is a flowing stream that should never dry up and will enrich one's life spiritually. I'm going to tell you, if you ever feel dry, if you ever feel, feel spiritually uh, drained, even if your body feels drained, the Bible talks about stammering lips and a refreshing. There's, when you start praying in tongues, you will be refreshed. You, will, you won't be dry. You won't have a nervous breakdown if you're praying in the Holy Spirit. And I would dare to say you may not need too much counseling if you're praying in the tongues. You know why? Because the Bible calls the Holy Spirit your teacher, your comforter, your counselor. How is he your counselor? He starts to reveal things to you when you pray in tongues. If you don't pray in tongues, how will things be revealed to you in the Spirit? Praise the Lord. So those who continually pray and worship God in other tongues, they receive like a spiritual enrichment. Amen. Now we're talking about pressing in, going further this year. Right? Look, okay, I prayed in tongues for 15 minutes a day, Pastor. I'm upping it to 30 minutes. Okay, I'm not going to look at anybody, but hey. Pastor, I prayed in tongues for 30 minutes. I'm upping it to 45. Pastor, I'm praying in tongues for 45. I'm upping it to an hour. 
right? Why? Because I want to be spiritually um, tuned in to what God has. But it's also part of my fellowship with him, right? So it's an act of our will, right? So we read right there. He said, I will. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians 14. You're already there, right? Look at verse 4. Excuse me. 1 Corinthians 14.4 says this. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So when you speak in tongues, you're edifying yourself. It's a spiritual edification. That edification means you're building up your spirit. Right? So if I could see your spirit, man, if I could see the real you underneath your body, inside your body, is it skinny and emaciated? I could see your ribs and your, you know, you look thin. Or is your spirit man strong and has muscles? When you pray in tongues, you're building up your spirit man. The Bible says you're edifying yourself, right? So it's like that word edify means to charge. How many of you have a phone and you have to charge it? Yes, we do, right? So that word edify in the Greek, it's actually, it's closer to the word charge. So when you pray in tongues, you're charging yourself, your spirit man, right? So it's like we charge a battery, we build it up. So he that speaks in an unknown tongue charges himself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you know, how many of you know you can't get a download? How many of you try, ever try to update your phone? And it says you have, it has to be like, I don't know, maybe it's just my phone. It needs to be like fully charged, right? It has to be, or plugged in, plugged in, has to be connected to the charger, right? See, we want to download from heaven. We want to know what, God, what do you want me to do? God, I, I need wisdom. I need counsel. I need, te- I need you to show me the next step for my life. I need you to show me the plan of God. But we're not willing to charge ourselves up, but yet we want to download. Give me a download. Give me some wisdom. But we're not willing to take the time to pray in tongues and charge ourselves. But not you. You guys are all willing. Amen? Now, let's look at Jude chapter, well, there's only one chapter. Jude 1, verse 20. Praise the Lord. So we have to be charged in the Spirit to get that download. Tuned in, connected to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? If we want to know what, what's my next step, right? And we want to be built up. Praise the Lord. Jude uh, verse 20 says this. Are you there? Yes. But you, beloved, you, every one of us, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. When you pray in tongues, you're not just edifying yourself and building yourself up. You are building up your faith. You're building up your faith. Now, does praying in tongues give you faith? No. 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 Praying in tongues does not give you faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But there's faith in there. There's faith inside you. When you are born again, God gives every person a measure of faith, right? However, it comes by hearing the word of God. But when we pray in tongues... When we pray in tongues, we're building up our faith. Praise the Lord. So we have that faith on the inside of us, but it needs to be charged. 
Wow. It needs to be charged. So, you know, um, we charge ourselves up in faith by praying in tongues. And oftentimes, we don't get the results we want. We've been believing God for things. We don't get the results we want because our faith isn't charged up. It's not built up because we haven't been praying in tongues. We're not taking the time to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Amen? So we're not charging the faith we already have. So then we don't see the results we've been believing for. We're like, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. Yeah, but have you been building up your faith? Have you been praying in tongues? Taking that time to charge it every day, edifying yourself, and then building your faith up, amen, by praying in tongues. Now, it takes faith to pray in tongues because you don't know what you're saying, right? It takes faith to pray in tongues. And when you're praying in tongues, you get one word, and then the Holy Ghost gives you another word, and every word you say is a, uh, a really a step of faith. It takes faith to pray in the Holy Ghost, right? Pray in tongues. But what happens? We just keep trusting God to give us the next word. So you may not realize it, but that's what, really what you're doing. And so you're trusting God to give you the next word. And when you're trusting God in this area of praying in tongues, he'll help you in other areas. So there's also that benefit too. Because you're using your faith to pray in tongues, you're taking the time to wait on the Lord to hear from him. That takes faith. You're taking the time to set aside to not do what you know maybe in the natural needs to get done. That's faith. I'm going to sit down and take the time. I should probably be doing this and doing that. There will always be something for you to do. There will always be a distraction. There will always be the laundry and the dishes. And, you know, you got to make dinner. But you've got to put this into your schedule if you want to charge your faith. If you want your faith to work. You know, it's like, you know, the electric car. If it's not plugged in... You know, in the garage, they have the little, looks like the gas thing. They plug into the outlet, whatever, you know. I mean, if they don't charge that car, it's not going anywhere. If you don't charge your faith by praying in tongues, your faith isn't going to go anywhere. It's only going to go so far, and it's going to putter out. You're like, what happened? I have faith. Yeah, it's on the inside of you, but you're not charging it. It's not built up. It's sitting there. It may be dead, like a phone that's dead. The phone is dead. The faith is there. It's in you. It's dead. But you haven't charged it up. You haven't connected it to the, the cord. You know, let me connect this cord to the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues. And then I'm going to charge up my faith. And then it's going to be built up. And then your faith will get stronger. Right. Amen. Can we turn off the AC? It feels like it's on. Praise the Lord. I'm sure it was warm today. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, we have to take the time to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. This is what it says in Jude 20, by praying in the Holy Ghost, right? So, when we pray in tongues, we're building up our faith. It strengthens our faith. We have to have strong faith. You don't want weak faith. You want strong faith. I want strong faith. I want my faith to be strong. Right? Amen. And it stimulates our faith. It stirs up the faith we already have when we pray in tongues. So if we're not getting results, 
We're like, but I have faith. I go to church every Sunday. I hear the word. I listen to the podcast. I hear the word. Are you taking the time to charge the faith you already have, or is it just sitting there? Yeah. Amen. Now, um, as we pray in tongues, it also takes us higher spiritually. Amen. It's a divine communication with God. The devil doesn't understand it. Your mind doesn't understand it. Your friends may not understand it, right? But as we pray in the Holy Ghost, as we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit takes hold with us. We're co-laboring with him. We're cooperating with the Holy Spirit. And, and as we speak in tongues, guess what comes out of you? Utterances, answers. Things that you didn't even know were in you. Direction. Direction for the plan. Direction for your kids. Direction for the ministry. Direction for your department. You know, direction for your job. As you pray in the Holy Spirit, these utterances that were in you come out and you didn't even know they were there. But you can't pull those utterances out if you're not taking the time to pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're listening to some of the ministers, you'll see them. They'll say, I had to go back to the hotel. The Lord, you know, someone asked me to minister and I had to, um, I had to draw out what did the Lord want me to minister on. A lot of times, how you draw something out is you, it's like a well, you're pulling it out by praying in the Holy Ghost. Remember, we use that example, the oil drills on the way to Bakersfield. They're moving. They're moving. What are they doing? They're pulling out the oil. They're pulling out the oil. They're digging deep. There's things down in there. There's rich treasures in there. But you're not going to get them if you don't take the time to dig down, dig down, dig down. I told Pastor Marcus, sometimes when I'm praying in tongues, I close my eyes and, you know, hey, I'm still growing in prayer just like all of you. So, I don't know, but it seems right to me. I see, I see an oil well because I don't want to get my mind off on other things. So, I see an oil well. I'm just, mashe alere. And I see, I see the plan of God being pulled out, being pulled out. Mashe, leshe, andereshe, aleri, ondoso, mashe. And I see it being pulled out. And then, you know, sometimes I, I told him the other day, lately I've been seeing it's like this. You know how the magician pulls out the handkerchief and it keeps on coming? Mashe, alere, ondose, and I'm not thinking about my kids. I'm not thinking about the church or my job or the ministry. I'm just the plan. Or answers. Because there's answers inside of you. But if you don't pray in tongues, you're not going to draw them out. That's one way you draw them out. And the Holy Spirit helps us. in our. Now look at, let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Amen. So it's a divine communication with God, and he takes hold with us as we speak in tongues. But does he move your mouth for you? No, because we just read, we just read, I will pray in tongues, just like I will pray with my understanding. So I have to move my mouth. I have to, you know, Lord, move my lips. You know, God doesn't move your hands. He doesn't move your lips. He doesn't move your legs. You've got to move them. So I open my mouth, mama, 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 and I just mama, mama, whatever comes out, mama, I don't do it in English, don't do it in Spanish. Sometimes people come up, I'm like, are you speaking in Spanish? No, I said, okay, good, because I don't know. Don't are you don't speak it? Are you speaking in English? No, okay, mama, 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 and just pray in the Holy Ghost, mama. It's uh, it really is the door to the supernatural. See, we want supernatural things to happen. We want the miracles. We want the fine. I need a financial miracle. I need, but a lot of times we just need wisdom on what to do next. 
That's true. So Romans 8.26 says this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Who's the Spirit? The Holy Spirit. He helps us in our weaknesses. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought. Oftentimes, you don't know what to pray in English. I've gotten to a place where I prayed for somebody. I don't know what else to pray. Lord, I don't know what else to pray. So now I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit. You're going to help me. I'm praying in tongues and the Holy Spirit, you're going to help me. I lift up this person before you. And I'll call out their name. I don't know. I can lift up Susie. Yes, Lord, the plan of God comes to pass in her life. And I speak protection. And then sometimes, you know, little words will come out. Little, uh, you know, something in your spirit. But what you're doing is you're drawing out what the Holy Spirit is uh, wanting to do in their life. Right? You don't know. You don't know what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So when we pray in tongues, it can take us higher spiritually. Amen. God's using us to pray. Well, we're, we're, we're using, we're praying in tongues because we don't know how to pray for everything in our natural mind. Amen. And so um, divine utterances will come. Praise the Lord. They come out of us. We didn't even know that we had. And then we'll see answers in our spirit. But oftentimes, now listen to me, we don't take the time to cooperate. Because like I said, we're so busy. There's always something to do. And so many of our prayers are mental. They're mental. Many of our plans are mental. Because we haven't taken the time to get the direction for either the prayer or the plan of God or the next step from the Holy Spirit. We haven't, the Bible says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your paths. How do we acknowledge him? We come into his presence. Lord, I need wisdom. There's been times I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Have you ever been faced a situation you don't know what to do? You don't even know what to pray or you've prayed, Lord, I don't know what to do. I just lift this up in tongues. And when you pray in tongues, you're taking hold. The Holy Spirit's taking hold with you. It's like, I need to move this pulpit. Okay, if it wasn't on wheels, I'd be like, I can't move this. I need Tom to come help me. Take hold with me. So the minute I start praying in tongues, Tom comes to my assistance. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes to our assistance and he prays out. We're praying out what is in the plan of God. Amen. So there are, there are things we can calculate with our minds. Our prayers can come out of our mind. Our plans can come out of our mind. And we forget the great helper, the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And he has all the answers for our life. He has all the answers for our life. And so as we pray in tongues, we're speaking to God directly. You're speaking to God. You're not speaking to man. You're speaking to God directly. Wow, that's amazing. And that connection causes our spirit, listen, to bring our mind into the knowing. Did you hear me? Why? Because you got to download. You got to download. It could be one, it could be one word. It could be a scripture. It could be three words. The Lord says, go do this. Go do this. Okay, three words. Yeah. When you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit causes your spirit to know what to do. And your spirit enlightens your mind. And now you know. Right? And you're not guessing. I don't want to live life guessing. I want to press in. God, what do you have? I want what you have, God. I want your plan for my life. I want your plan for the church. I want your plan for my marriage. I want your plan for my family. God, your will be done. 
I'm praying your will be done. But Lord, I don't even know what your will is. What is the will for my family? What are we supposed to be doing? Let's pray this out. Are my kids supposed to be doing that? I'll get it. I need to pray this out. Lord, show me. Sometimes he'll tell you right away. But there's other times you don't know. Get in the know. How do you get in the know? You pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. Amen. Because not every answer is in the Bible. In terms of what you should do specifically. You should go to this school. You should marry this person. Don't date this person. Do this, right? And so when we, we miss it because we're so busy, we don't take the time to stop. And get down on our knees and pray much in other tongues. Pray much in other tongues. Pastor, I can't. Yes, you can. You can do it. You can do it. It's time to be people of prayer. Time to be people of prayer. It's time to be people who know what to do. Now, let me just say this. As I hold up my blessed Bible. If you're not doing what you already know to do that's in here, the basics, loving, forgiving, you know what God says for you to do in here. If you're not doing what you know to do and you read about in here, when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you're going to have a hard time listening. And then you could get in trouble. Because you're not even doing what you see with your eyes. And that's where you get into danger. Doctor used to say this. It's dangerous to step up to light and walk away. This is light. Now, I'm not trying to put fear in anybody. There's no fear. God's grace is sufficient. He he gives us grace. But when he gives us an instruction, he expects us to obey it. It's very important that we take his instruction and obey it. So if you're not doing what you know to do in here, you're going to have a hard time when the Holy Spirit speaks in here. Because you've already practiced not obeying. You've already practiced being stubborn. You've already practiced being selfish and doing your own thing. You've already practiced doing your own way. It's pride. And we've all dealt with it. All of us. Right? God loves us so much. But there comes a time when he says, I expect you to do what's in here. This isn't a religion. It's not a religion. It's a relationship with the Lord. My life is his. Because he gave everything for me. It's not a time to play church. So not a time to play church. It's important to obey what we see in our Bibles, not to ignore it. Because the Holy Spirit will send us rescues through the Holy Spirit, things we don't know about that are in the future. He'll say, don't do this, do this. But if we don't even listen to or do what we know to do, we're going to miss it. See, everything is connected to the next thing. You can't ignore what God is telling you to do in his word. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm not trying to get all serious, but it is serious. I don't take it lightly obeying what God tells us to do. One time I was driving home. I need to rephrase that because I have taken things lightly. And I was driving home and the Lord said to me, what did he say to me? I'm trying to remember. He said, 
you, he might have said that, those words, you aren't taking what I told you to do seriously. Oh, Lord. You're not taking what I told you to do seriously. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, you're not doing what I told you to do. What did God tell you to do? I, re I repent, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize. And they're little things. This is the thing. They can be little things. It could be walking in love. It could be forgiving. It could be anything. If, the word, if it tells you in the word to do it, we, in our mind we think it's a little thing. That's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Because God said to do it. You know it's a big deal when your kids, you tell your kids to do something and they don't do it. Because if you let that slide one time, two times, three times, you let it slide enough, one day they may be in prison. I'm telling the truth. It's not funny when people don't have their kids obey them. Those are the people, some of them, that are in prisons today. Parents thought it was funny. They let it go. They gave them a chance after a chance after a chance. It's important to be obedient. Why? There's a blessing to it. There's a blessing to it. Amen? So, when we pray in tongues, God takes us higher into the knowing of his will. But we have to take the time to stop, get down on our knees. Take time. Get down on your knees. The Bible talks about getting down on your knees, praying in tongues. Amen? And then he takes us higher. And you know what he'll do? He'll straighten things out on the inside. He made, those are times the Lord says, remember I told you to do this? Oh yeah, Lord, I got so busy, I forgot about that. You know, you can get so busy. The Lord tells you something like, yes, Lord, I'll do that. And then at the end of the day, go, oh, you sit down, you start praying in tongues. Oh yeah, that's right, Lord, you told me to do that. Remind me about something. The Lord just reminded me about that. He told me this morning, and I just, I just remembered as I'm telling you, I got to do something. And so when we pray in tongues, he straightens things out on the inside of us, right? You know, have you ever heard of Ruth Chris Steakhouse? Yes. Okay, if you haven't been, after Vintage Press, my next place for you all to go. Uh, it's about $100 a steak, I want to say. Maybe more. They serve some of the best steak I've ever had. But, you know, you have to wait for the food. You sit there and you wait. One course, two course, three courses, and you're waiting, right? We want answers from the Lord, but, you know, let's let me go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, Lord. I just want the, you know, give me the double whatever, the Big Mac and fries. I, I don't want to wait. There are times we need to wait on the Lord and pray in tongues every day. It's part of our, it's part of our daily devotional life. And as we wait on the Lord in his presence, praying in tongues, we become more keen to his voice. Amen. We begin to identify when the Lord is talking. We begin to know what to do. I always want to know what to do. If we don't know what to do, then we're not spending time with the Lord. We're not praying about it. We're not waiting on the Lord. There's times I'll pray in tongues and there's time I just get quiet and I listen. Because, you know, communication is a two-way street. If we want to hear what the Lord says, we also have to be quiet. Right? But tonight I'm talking about praying in tongues. How much of us are missing what the Lord's saying? Because we're not taking the time to pray in tongues. Right? It's for our personal edification. So he, he shows us. When we pray in tongues, he shows us how to stay in his perfect will. Isaiah 30, 21. You don't have to go there, but I'll read it to you. It says, your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. See, God will show you what to do. The Bible says that... Um, he will show you things to come. Amen? Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to close with this. Uh, when you pray in tongues, you pray out the plan of God for your life. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, when, I think we read this, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. No one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. The Holy Spirit doesn't want anything to remain a mystery to us. So when we pray in tongues, we're praying out those mysteries. They become known to us. Praise God. I mean, there's so many benefits. Builds up your faith. It edifies you. It charges your faith. It puts you in the know. It helps you. It assists you by praise with your praise and worship to the Lord when you pray in tongues. Amen. And then he, 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 he shows you the plan of God for your life. Hmm. Brother Hagen said this, Sometimes as I prayed in tongues, the Spirit of God would take me through several chapters of the Bible and in the process change me. Change me. That's what praying in tongues will do. It'll change you. It'll make you become more like Jesus. He said it would change my, me and my ministry. I'd get a revelation from the counselor within that would cause me to start moving in another direction. See, some of us, mm, many of us, are in times of, times of transition. The Lord wants to get us into some new things. Get us into some new things. And we're like, what is that new thing? I think I know what it is, but we're not quite sure. We need to take the time to pray it out in tongues. Pray it out in tongues. With every new direction he said I've ever taken through the years, he had a radio ministry, he had a Bible college, he had publication, books. I received divine guidance for that specific direction while I was praying in tongues. Now listen to this. I'm going to close with this. That's the reason a lot of people never receive any revelation about God's plan for their life. They simply don't spend enough time praying in tongues. They never get into the spirit to obtain their answers from God. As a result, listen, all their reasoning and planning is in the mental realm. And in the end, their man-made plans fail. Praise the Lord. They simply don't spend enough time praying in tongues. They never get into the spirit to obtain their answers from God. And as a result, all their reasoning and planning is in the mental realm. And in the end, their man-made plans fail. That's why you need continual times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Your part is to set aside time to wait before him. Get into his presence and pray in tongues. And you will receive all the answers you need. When you pray, you know. As I quote Pastor Cody, when you don't pray, you guess. I like the knowing. And there's so many great benefits to praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I want to encourage all of you, don't live life on this earth without utilizing the great helper. I know a lot of you guys, there's things God wants to move you into. Some of you are like, I'm not sure what to do. But you have like a little snippet of it. Mm -hmm. There's like a little snippet of what you're to do. And you're like, wait, I need the timing. I need, uh, how am I going to finance that? How am I? See, you're not going to finance it. God's going to finance it. God will show you, give you wisdom on how to do it. Amen. But take the time to get in the spirit and pray it out. He'll make you rich. 
He'll make you rich. Those, those things in your heart, are many of those things are already from the Lord. But now we've got to pray out that, the, the timing and the how of it, the when of it, what to do next. And he'll show you, but we just have to pray it out. So take time this week. Just pr- spend time before the Lord, praying in tongues. Amen. It'll build up your faith. It'll strengthen your faith. So many benefits. Aren't you excited? I'm like, let's go pray in the, in the Holy Ghost. Now quiet your mind. We'll practice tonight for, give me a minute or two. But you really need to take the time. Set your timer. Start with 15 minutes. I'm going to set my timer for 15 minutes every day, and I'm going to pray in tongues. And the next week, I'm going to move it up to 20. You're going to look at your phone and go, I know I've been praying for 15 minutes. It's only been two minutes. My gosh. I love what uh, Pastor or Dr. Jacob said last night. He said something like, pray in tongues as long as you can. He said, stretch it out as long as you can. Your flesh won't want to do it. But there's answers there for us. And we can walk out the perfect plan. The plan that was prepared ahead of time, Tom, before you were even born, you'll walk in it if you'll pray in tongues. The plan, there's a plan for you. Already planned. He already, it's prepared. Amen. And we'll walk it out. Amen. Amen. Walking it out, Letty. Walking out the plan, Alfonso. There's a plan. There's a plan. Man, it's so much better than our own. But we got to pray. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues and spend time with the Lord. Amen. Let's just lift our hands. Father God, we just love you. We thank you, Father, for this gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of praying in tongues. Let's just practice that for a minute. Just put your hands right here on your on your stomach, your spirit, just kind of to represent your spirit. Man, quiet your mind. And it takes time to, to learn to quiet the mind. But don't let your mind wander or think about anything. Just focus on your spirit. Yes, Lord. That plan, that plan. Yeah, there's treasures. Treasures, treasures. Drawing him out, Lord. And for those, for those businesses. For the next step. Some of you just need to write down what's in your heart to do. Just get it on paper. And then put it, put it on your refrigerator, put it somewhere, and take time to just, uh, when you're sitting on your couch, go grab it and just pray over it. Lord, is this your plan? Is this what you want me to do? I see you sitting on your couch taking that piece of paper and just praying over it. And some of you already know what you want to do, but, but you need to write it out so uh, at least the main idea so he can show you what's next. And, and be, be wise about the partners. Be very wise 
anytime there's a partnership, you pray about that. My, because you don't need, uh, unless the Lord says to get a partner, you don't need one. He'll, he'll make a way for you. So you pray about that partner. You make sure that that is the Lord. And don't do it for money. Don't ever be led by money. And that's just what you do when you're at home. You know, you can pray in tongues when you're getting ready in the morning, pray in tongues when you're waking up. You know, pray in tongues as you're driving. For the next step, Lord. For this church, for the people here. Now, if you're fighting any kind of depression, then you need to rejoice and get out of that. You need to shake it off. That's what comes to me. Shake off that depression by rejoicing. Because, you know, if you're fighting depression, you're fighting sadness, praying in tongues, start rejoicing first and just say, thank you, Father, I'm free from that. Is there anybody here who needs prayer for that tonight? Just this like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it might not be depression, but it's just this. Uh,